recording. Look at that. Welcome to the Avance Podcast. <laughs> nice job. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And we are... Recording at Motofish. Yeah. I love this space. Yeah, me too. I love this space. I will never understand why they let us in here, especially me. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a great space. Uh, the things that come out of here are amazing. I could do so much. And I just want to live here, actually. Like this, me too. This is actually my ultimate setup. Like, I think it would work in the fact that I could, you know, I could have a bed up there. Do you think they'd know I was here? You were very quiet. I'm showering less now. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? So, <laughs> we did our rainy water here. Yeah, yeah. Motofish is a great partner with Avance yeah. and the uh, motorsports community in general. I guess the car community in general, not motorsports, but all the yeah. above. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So I can say a lot about them, and I will. But uh, we're thankful for using this space. It's pretty great. Yeah. Awesome. Comfortable couches too. I've heard that. I like where, I mean, where we've been other, where people have seen us record. I, I like it, but it's a little... Corporate? Yes. That, that's <laughs> the word I'm looking for. 100% corporate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, we're gone, still. it's gone to the birds. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, so I have a Carter Automotive Group tip of the week. You do? Yeah. Could I hear it? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what the GR and Super Oh, Stick you is? did not just... Okay. So, yeah. This is actually Nick's. I would love no, him to I, take... I was driving around today and I saw a Supra and... You know, there's so many things that, as, as automotive people that are in our heads and so much useless knowledge. My girlfriend talks about it all the time. She's like, I don't know why you know that. And I'm just like, I don't either, but I do. And I can go in deeper. And I saw GR on the back of a Supra. And I was like, huh. And I looked it up. And it's Guzzi. Gazoo. Gazoo Racing. Okay. Okay. And when I first saw that and Google it, I thought, uh, Google's screwing with me because there's no way that a, a, a large uh, Japanese company is going to have that as their name. But... The translation is garage racing. But I have looked at that on badges for years and never questioned it. Yaris GR that just came out, really Yaris, popular. Yeah, Cor- I had no Corolla idea. Corolla that apparently is coming into town. I don't know who would want to buy one of those. But, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, no, I, I had never I had never uh, looked it up before. And it, like I said, it was I actually Googled a couple of things to make sure that it was, uh, you know, <laughs> legit. So that, that doesn't seem like that would be the right answer. Like, I know. You so. wouldn't think so. But, yeah. yeah, we've all seen the badge 100 times or we've, if we're in motorsports at all. Yeah. You've seen that. And, yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I just, just didn't question it till no. today, and I was sitting in a stoplight, and I'm like, huh, which, you know, then I proceeded to Google it while driving. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a fun one. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Busy, busy. Been busy, moving busy. pavers. And oh, pavers. That yeah, sounds that's fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Four trailers load. It's about uh, 20,000 pounds so far. <sighs> yeah. And I mean this kindly as your friend. Um, I went to chiropractor today, and I had a little girl that weighs about a third of what I do, like, manipulate my back, and... I, I, there's parts of me I haven't felt in a long time, and I'm like I'm sitting here like going. Oh. Well, don't so pee sore. on the couch. I, I, I try not to. I try. <laughs> it happened twice, Dan. Twice. Okay. All right. So yeah. before I introduce our guests, I'm going to introduce him and treat him as well. Uh, so uh, a couple weeks ago, it's driving away from my house, and as usual, you know where I live up by up by Dirtfish. There, a lot of bicycles on the road there, and uh, if you see somebody pushing down the bike in the middle of the road and out in the middle of nowhere. It's either somebody who's a bicycle enthusiast or somebody who's stolen a bike and has does not a lot of math. This person was all kitted up in gear, so I assumed that they just broke down. Oh. Yeah. So I pulled over, and sure enough, she's broken her chain. And so I said, hey, you know, I've got tools. What so do you need? She was riding too hard, too aggressive. Too aggressive. That's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't Linnea. Okay. It was somebody else on a road bike <laughs> this time. And so I said, yeah, let me sit down and give you a ride. It's like, you know, where are you going? I was going to Redmond. She lived over uh, outskirts of Duval. I said, yeah. I said, I'll make it just, a, I'll make the detour and drop you off in the way in. Got to talking. Turns out she owns a company called Tiny Baked Goods in Redmond. Which I swear I have either seen or heard of before. I don't know why, but... We've probably seen her stuff at various events because she caters a lot of events and stuff okay. like that. And she said, you know, hey, how can I make it up to you? And I said, you know, I said, someday I will call in this favor. Unlike some people, I will call in this favor. Uh, our listeners know us, and I think they know your brain, but this, this, I don't know how you remember this stuff. <laughs> like, I really don't. So back in the 80s, Hostess made these cakes, and they were called, um, what did I call them? Choco. The hell did I just call them? I told you guys when I came in here. They, they were super, they were, they were like triple chocolate cakes. Yeah, they're like yeah. A, I think they were just called Choco Cakes or okay. cho- something like that. But anyway, I messaged her, and I sent her this article about these cakes, of discontinued Hostess products. But these were like my favorite cakes growing up, period. And they're devil's food, chocolate cream, devil's food cake, and then like a chocolate frosting on top. But it's like a normal chocolate frosting. It's delicious. And it's, if anybody knows me, I love sugar, but especially chocolate. 
I just imagine when she said thank you, she's like, if you need anything like a cookie or, you know, like a, a sheet cake, like, that'd be great. Dan's like, no, I have this recipe. And I'm going to need you to call Nabisco. I said, out, I have a challenge for you Absolutely. that I will happily pay for. Of course. And I will happily pay for them. Yeah. And she delivered today. She called me up and said, I've got your cakes. She's like, if you can meet me, I will be out by Fall City. She knows I live out there, obviously, because I was driving back and i said yeah i'll be driving into the office perfect i will meet you so i met at the old tavern out in front she's like here's your cakes and she gave me these cakes and i'm gonna i'm gonna switch the camera a little bit here it's kind of amazing yeah like. so these are the cakes and there's this is one that i split into three pieces because i've already had one today if i'm being honest and i will probably have <laughs> diabetes at the end of the day because she made me six so i'm here to share them so they are as delicious as they look and I'm just giving her a free plug because this was awesome and so above and beyond anything I ever wanted. So if you see anybody on the side of the road, pull over gently. Ask them if they need help first uh, before you jump out and steal their bike. Uh, but maybe there'll be a, a lovely uh Yeah, maybe they own a bakery. Chef. I'm just saying. It pays to be nice. And not only that, they I do can like, taste how rich those are from here. It's so good. <laughs> she does this cake um, cake club. Okay. And she gave me one of the the cakes, the little, the, they do a small cake delivery like every month or every two months, whatever you sign up for. And this theme was like birthday cake, but it had a raspberry sauce on the side and a caramel sauce on the side. So it's gourmet cake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is next level stuff. So totally free plug because someone gave me free food and that's how you get free plugs on my show. Fair enough. Free food, free beer, whatever. We'll talk about you. But anyway, tiny baked goods at Redmond. Serena, thank you so much. And uh, Evan, would you like some cake? Uh, I actually already tried some of the cake, and I oh, can vouch it is delicious. <laughs> it is it is delicious, both the chocolate and the birthday cake one. I'm glad you liked it as much as I did. Yeah, yeah rich, great surprise. But uh, our guest today is Evan Zima. Evan, welcome to the show. Evan is with Haggerty. Uh, before that, he was a collection manager. He's done a few other things. He bought a boat. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. His favorite musician is Bruce Springsteen. And Bruce Willis is his favorite actor. Of course. Yeah, I don't I entirely know about that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I'm Welcome teasing you. I don't dislike either no, of those people. No, no, people. no, no, I no, no, no. I was, he was, we were testing the mics earlier. And yeah. we, just, we, we went into a nice little uh, in, inner, inner part of his mind. So it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How do you like working for Haggerty? You know, honestly, I really like it. I started uh, April 4th, so about three months in now, and... It's going really well. It's a change of pace from the previous gig, but uh, I like it. It's still, still definitely deeply involved in the car world, and um, yeah, so what, far so good. What is your title with Haggerty? So my official title is Radius Member Experience Manager. And okay. that means nothing to anyone because no one knows what radius is. That. <laughs> yes. Yes. But. Um, Isn't that the outer edge of a circle? Uh, yeah. Distance <laughs> from the center. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, the radius. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Circumference. Circumference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I listened in math. <laughs> radius, uh, what it is, is a new by invitation membership community for basically the most passionate or influential people in the car hobby. And it's existed um, in as a small trial group of members for the last almost two years. And, uh, and starting in 2023, we're going to launch to a full, you know, program and start inviting more members and growing it. Nice. So, well, as you know, Haggerty has been a big part of when we were rain city and now with Avance and, and obviously Ashley has, has been a good friend of ours for a yeah. long time. And I've been a Haggerty member for a long time. So it's great to see you. Welcome to the team with that. I think that's an amazing thing. Thank you. So, I mean, how, how far does your reach go? Are you just Pacific Northwest or where, where are you kind of located? No, obviously I, I live around here and yeah, but, um, Radius is in the U.S. for now, nationwide, okay. and so that's kind of the area of focus. And well, I didn't know if you had an area. I'm like, are you just Pacific Northwest, or do you, do you go all the way? No, nope, I'm just working on this program as a whole. It's okay. me and, and one other person, my, my friend, Carrie Keller, I've known for years and really excited to be working with her. So cool. it's, it's our little baby that we're trying to, you know, in conjunction with everyone else at Haggerty, but we're sure. the, the main people focused on it. I mean, it's it, eventually it's going to get to the point where it's just going to be Haggerty Monterey, Monterey Car Week because they have absolutely taken over down there, which I love. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been invited to several of the parties. We've been uninvited to many of the parties. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> half the fun of Car Week. Right. But then you go anyway. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Some Everybody's favorite see. game. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So how did you get, how did you make the merger from Haggerty to, I mean, from the being a collection manager to Haggerty? Well, did they approach you or how did that come about? Um. So interestingly, my the my predecessor, the person who was a collection manager before me, when he left the job, he went to Haggerty, and so we were very good friends and and just continually maintained our friendship organically over the years. And um, as he grew in his career in Haggerty, he started saying, you know, when are you going to come work for me? When are you going to come work for me for a few years? And I was really happy 
uh, doing collection management, getting to go to all these car events and, and just do these amazing uh, things. But after a while, I kind of got the itch to, to take my career to the next level and do something different. So I just finally said, you know, what would that look like if I came to work for you guys? Coincidentally, they were launching this new program that he said, hey, I think a lot of your skills as a collection manager would translate nicely to this. So here I am. Yeah, well, he knew how hard your current job was at the time. He's like, you know, you want to come over here, more cars. No. <laughs> yeah, so you, you've gotten to drive some pretty amazing stuff, though. Every time you showed yeah. up to an event, you showed up in something pretty fantastic. Do you have any favorites from over the years without, I mean, we're, we're not going to drop names as a collection manager. That's kind of the big faux pas. Don't talk about his collection you manage, just to be clear. Or Bruno. Uh, I heard that in a movie once. Don't right. talk about Bruno. Yeah. Yes. Don't Fight Club? Yeah, Fight Club. <laughs> hey, you just broke the rule. <laughs> oh, it's just between us. I, br- I brought the knife and the piece of soap. we got to carve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you're an enthusiast on your own, but what are some of your favorites you've driven over so the years? So I got asked this question a lot, and you're right. I've been very lucky about getting yeah. to drive some amazing cars, but usually it's like whatever I drove most recently stuck out because that's yeah. the car that you fall- fell in love with. Um, one thing, if I could have any of the cars, you know, price notwithstanding for myself, Aston Martin DB4 GT. Yeah. I, I just, Gee, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I love about it is in the, in the car world, you can do anything with it. You can take it to a Concours. You can have it uh, on the racetrack, vintage race it. You can take your girlfriend or wife to dinner in it. You can go on a, on a drive with your friends. You can do any, you can just go out and drive it. You can drive it to the store and it's a fantastic driving car. It sounds good. It handles good. Um, never driven a Zagato, but the, the regular DB4 GT that I have driven was spectacular. Yeah, I can imagine, like, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of the perfect car. It, they don't, it doesn't get much classier, period. Vintage Aston Martin of any kind, I mean, yeah. Well, and I mean, if you want, did Bond drive a four? It was a five. Yeah, he drove a DB5, yeah. But still, you, you could, you know, pre the, you could be pre-John, pre-James Bond. Yeah. Well, the DB4, DB4 GT has the closed headlights like a DB5, so they look, most people look at it and think, oh, it's the James Bond car. Yeah. It's just the lighter, faster, more wrong. expensive version yeah, of exactly, it. Exactly, yeah, right. Yeah. It, it, apparently, I did not think about it as so multi-purpose. In my mind, I think I look back at some of those cars and I'm like, I mean, I if I owned something like that or had the means, as they say, you know, what, how would Ferris Bueller say? I highly suggest if you have yeah, the means. Yeah. I think I would drive it all the time because I think that's, you know, you have the risk and that's why you have Haggerty. But um, mm-hmm. I understand that. So That's I, always been my advice with cars is I want to drive them all. Yeah. And I do. And then it's, you know, 40,000 miles in a year later on every car I've had. It does, yeah. That's kind of a problem. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a horrible problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> it is financially. Well, yeah, bit. I understand. <laughs> you're, you're taking a loss, but, you know, if, if you're enjoying them, that's the important thing. Yeah. By the way, did you see what they had your Turbo S listed for recently? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we talked about it on the show. Uh, 135, and, uh, yeah, I think I bought it for 104, sold it for 97, a little over, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they must have just improved it tremendously from when you had it. Oh, I'm totally. Sure that, yeah. yeah, the second yeah. owner drove it for a year, put like 12,000 miles on it, and he bought two McLarens, and then, yeah. That extra 12,000, that's what, yeah, pushed the value up. <laughs> yeah. right. So in order over to 30%. replace the joy he got out of that Porsche, he had to buy two McLarens. Two, one for him and one for his wife. Oh, okay. Well, okay, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. I get that. Which is a pretty cool f- problem to have. Right. Like, yeah, my wife wants one, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've seen that happen in the car world from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, what are you driving now? You've got a bunch of cool cars. i got a couple cars. So yeah. outside, uh, 2007 BMW 328 XI wagon. It does have the, the newer front end on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I, I love that car. I think it's a, a perfect daily driver. Interestingly, I know it's not like a super rare car, but I had to search to find the one that I wanted. So it's kind of a cool story. I was looking for an E91 wagon just because I wanted something you know, reliable, comfortable, all-wheel drive, so I can, mm-hmm. it, we do get some snow here, or whatever, and a wagon, because wagons are the ultimate vehicle, and I uh, couldn't find anything. I was looking for a while, and, and finally, I just expanded my Craigslist search. One popped up in San Francisco. I remember it was a Saturday in April a year ago, and Sunday morning, I was getting off the plane at SFO, and Sunday night, I was rolling back into Seattle, so... I love BMW. Yeah. I, my parents had a E46 uh, 325XI, which I just absolutely loved. I mean, it was because it was there was so much, it was a perfect amount of room. I mean, it was uh, uh, automatic, but it just went up, it got up and goes. And it's just, and that all-wheel drive system's great. Yeah. Which is funny because I think the U.S. is really the only place that gets the XI because and the Germans are like, yeah, we know how to drive cars in the rear end up, up snow hills. So. Snow tires. Yeah, yeah, for exactly. sure. That <laughs> so. being said, when we got snow last winter, I did, I was like pulling people out of ditches and uphills with the toe strap on <laughs> yeah. it. That's funny. Because um, it can. Yep, yeah. exactly. There's I, still, I still have a toe strap in the in the storage under the trunk back there. <laughs> That's good. In case you need to pull somebody out. Yeah. 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 You have some other, you have another BMW though, right? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I have a 1991 325i, which is... Yeah 
E30. I've had so classy. A few E30s the over the year. I, yeah. I can't seem to get away from them, but this one uh, is the one that I've done the most stuff to. So it, it still has the stock original, well, not the original, but um, M20B25 inline six, but it also has a 62 millimeter turbo on it running about 17 pounds of boost. So when it was on the dyno last, it made 417 wheel Holy horsepower. Holy crap, I didn't know it had that much. Dang. Yeah. Slow. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. That engine bay has always been kind of asking for turbos. Though. Yes. Like it's like there's, as, as small of a car as it is, like that engine was very centered, and you're like, there's so many things that could go on the side of these. Oh, yeah. yeah. Iron block. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I am I am not the – I didn't do any R&D on this. It's been done a million times, and I just copied all the people who went before me. But I absolutely love it, and it's been a ton of fun. That was when, when COVID first happened, like March of 2020, and people were, like, you know, doing group – Zoom calls with their friends and playing games and the celebrities were singing. I was in my garage <laughs> being like, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to turbo my car. Because yeah. I, when I was back in college, I had a different E30 and I'd started to undertake that process on it. But I you know, was less knowledgeable, had less money and uh, was doing it in a carport. And then some kids totaled my car. Oh. Um, so that kind of, yeah, never happened. So it was, it was something I'd always wanted to do since then and finally got to make it happen. Yeah. So you did you did it all yourself? Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I mean, I had it tuned by a 22 RPD in Renton. They kind of specialize in... But you built it in the garage. I mean, you, you mounted the turbo. You did all of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, okay, I yeah. welded the exhaust and did all the wiring and uh, mega squirt and, you know, had to yeah. cut a good portion of the front end off to hide the intercooler in there. <laughs> a big part of it, I had to keep my air conditioning. So I had to learn how to make AC lines and, you know... That's not easy. No. I, it's surprisingly easy if you have the right tool, actually. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's it's not a, uh, yeah. If you have the right tool, but it's not a job most people are willing to undertake. That's Let's what I that thought. Way. That's what I thought, and I'm like, well, I was kind of nervous about it. And I thought it was going to leak or whatever, but I bought a hydraulic crimper. I, you know, wasn't that expensive? I think I got it off Amazon or eBay or something. And once you have the right tool, it's piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. But so yeah, the E30 I, the E30 does have working air conditioning. Well, that's mm-hmm. I mean, you'd need it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fast enough to let wind come through the window, <laughs> so uh, you'd need air conditioning. Well, I did. One thing we'll say for everybody we know at Haggerty, and we know a lot, and no, like nobody paid us to say this, but everybody I know who working at Haggerty is an enthusiast. Well, I do it, think there's a lot of cool people there. Like yeah. that's part of the reason I wanted to go work there because when I'm out at car events or just doing car stuff because it's my hobby. Like a lot of my friends worked at Haggerty, so it's like, oh, cool. I like you guys. I want to work with you. Yeah, but I will say this: it's no insult to anybody else in the other industries, but a lot of like car people I meet that are you know working for other companies, they're not car people. Like I think what you're talking about, yeah, is they every, can still be good at their job. Yeah, but every every person we know loves cars and has a car they're working on or yeah. has a you know, I mean, look at Ashley's T-Bird and, and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, the Jeep so, and, and the Jeep. Jeep. Yeah. I forgot about the Jeep. Yes. Yeah. So, so I mean, multiple projects that they're willing to work on and they share that passion because. A lot of times people don't understand. It's like you know, you're working, doing cars, and a lot of people want to go home and don't want to talk about cars, which <laughs> I don't get. But, um, yeah, these people seem to. Well, they're that. wrong. but uh, I agree. I agree. Everybody has a sickness, but, yeah. That's funny. That's amazing. So did you? Did that just sort of happen with COVID? You just, you, or were you planning to the build? Like, and, like I said, I'd always wanted to do it. I started doing it back when I was in college, yeah. and then I just was never in the right place. You know, I was living in an apartment in Seattle. I, I always had an excuse. And so finally, when COVID started, it, it wasn't even, like I had all the parts sitting there. It's just like I pulled it into the garage one day. I was like, we're going to do it. I don't care if it takes me a year, you know, buying a few parts here and there at a time. It snowballed pretty quickly after that. And I was like fully <laughs> engrossed in it. So I think it, I think it was July, late July, early August when I finally drove it for the first time um, boosted. So that's five ish months. Uh, that's my, not bad at all, actually. Uh. My dad's got a buddy in Spokane who did a, a project during COVID, and he's like, he's like, it was wonderful. He's like, I just told people, yeah, I don't come over here because I'm, I feel like I might be sick. And he's like, people, I, I got away with it for like four months. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nobody bothered me. He's like, I could do what I wanted. I so, mean, everyone yeah. was in deep isolation. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I had known that I want, had wanted to do it for a while. So like this car, this black E30, the one that's turboed, was actually my mom's car um, for that's a long cool. time. It's but cool. it was, it was an automatic. And so I previously had converted it to a five speed. And like when I did that, I put an upgraded clutch in it, knowing like I'm going to, you know, have hopefully around this. There will be more power. Horsepower yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when I, when I, um, what happened to it? I had to replace the head for some reason. I think it ate a camshaft actually. The original Ooh. engine had like 300,000 miles on it. So oh, when wow. I, you know, put kind of refresh the engine, um, I put ARP studs in it and, a um, that, you know, so I was getting ready for it basically. Yeah. Sure. 
Where does your car knowledge come from? When you grew up, did you have, I mean, a lot of us, you seem like the type of person like Dan, where you're like, I don't know how to do, uh, you know, AC lines. I'll just buy the stuff and I'll teach myself. Yeah, I, I never really like went to any sort of official course or anything, but I've really always just been interested in mechanical things. Like one of my earliest memories when I was like four or five years old, my parents would take us to friends' houses and I would go around opening their closets until I found their vacuum cleaners. I don't know why, but I just like, because it was like a machine. I liked things. And then like a few years after that, my uncle You're a had special a special snowflake, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I literally have photos of me with like, eight different vacuum cleaners well, like, it's a dyson yeah, yeah <laughs> sure, no. okay fair. it sounds fair. weird but that no. was that was real and so i just you know i would always kind of tinker with stuff um the first I, motors I, I did that as a kid too you pull the motor yeah. apart and figure out how it works yeah yeah, yeah. exactly never worked again afterwards but no yep. i, I yep. didn't say it worked yeah. afterwards <laughs> <laughs> that was broken when i found it <laughs> yeah a lot of things didn't go back together Absolutely, but, yeah. but yeah so i just kind of been curious and not afraid to take stuff apart i i tend to think like people always talk about cars and they say oh how do you know how to do that like i would mess it up a lot of things only go back together one way, really. It's yeah, it's true. But so it started with vacuum cleaners and dirt bikes and slowly eventually cars and on from there. And I've had various jobs, you know, um, like I worked in a garage after school and high school. I managed a Midas when I was in college, you know, stuff like that. So, okay. so I've worked as a mechanic to varying uh, degrees over the years. And that definitely helped like learn like diagnostic skills and just not be afraid to like take stuff apart big big jobs whether it's like a transmission or an engine or whatever but uh, the transmissions were nope I, I, that's nope I watched, uh, don't get me wrong i'm not taking apart an automatic no 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 i'm no. just uh, it, that's I mean, voodoo yeah. yeah i watched the guy the other day because this is the type of things we do is uh i watched the guy rebuild a, a t56 out of a c5 z06 okay and like upgrade the entire internals all the valves and the but and not that, just like the tolerances, it's like, you know, half a one thousandths. Oh, okay. I'm just like, nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, my rebuilds aren't like that at <laughs> yeah, all. I was just like, no way. Yeah, I will say, <laughs> another factor with me just like trying to do stuff myself is that I generally like want things that I can't afford. And so the way you get those things is you buy like one with a million miles or that's broken or whatever. Yep. So, yeah, they say a lack of skill is the luxury of the rich. No. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that before, but true. Yeah. Makes me feel poor, but you have also to, Otherwise, you have to fix things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Did you run into any problems, though? What do you mean? Uh, doing your builds? Uh, Especially with the turbo install? So, I mean. like, I had a really, I mean, the first tuner who tuned the car afterwards didn't do a very good job. I won't <laughs> name him, but uh, you can DM me if you have questions. And so, basically, what <laughs> happened is the he set the base timing with the timing light, and it was off. So, that blew a head gasket pretty quick but it you know didn't torch the head or a piston oh, or thank anything God. Yeah. i was gonna say that could go really bad yeah i mean the m20s are pretty stout engines so i put that back together one thing i did have problems i bought a, a manifold that a lot of people had used and i read that it had boost creep issues and i surely enough had the same issues as everyone else did so i talked to 22 rpd they helped me weld the tig weld the wastegate flange directly onto the turbine housing oh okay. um so yeah. now i have rock solid boost control but I, other than those two things Pretty good. I had to get uh, better tires because it was pretty scary lighting up third gear in in the drive. But that's fun though. Yeah, that car doesn't weigh anything. I I think I hear different numbers like twenty six fifty maybe yeah. for a coupe. Yeah. Okay. I would say everybody the sweet spot for horsepower is at least a hundred horsepower per one thousand pounds. And if you're if that's when yeah, things we'll, get that's when they're like okay that's an adequate amount of horsepower for something. So my Raptor is underpowered. Just to say. But yeah, <laughs> there's I've more on the table, though. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at 400, you're doing great, though. Yeah. And I, I, I'm curious what the crank horsepower is. I don't know the exact loss, but still. And you said you built the exhaust manifold, too? No, no, no. I bought the exhaust manifold. I t or MIG welded up the exhaust. Just oh, okay. got a box of bends and kind of figured that out. And that must have been kind of fun. Yeah, that w that is fun. I have seen that done, and I'm like, oh, that, that looks like something that I could, I could figure out. Like, um, We had a friend of ours that tried to teach me to weld, or at least. And, and I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I did enjoy it. I, I mean, what it would cost to get into it and what I would do with it, I don't know. But it looks like, yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be useful. It'd be fun, though. A hundred percent. But, it's it, again, it's like, you know... I think as kids, you know, you, 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 you 
you know, you go through a kid's closet and you've got all these different things that they've tried. Like, and I mean, I just don't want to turn my garage. I'm like, yep, that's a welder. Haven't touched it in six years. But, you know, yeah, so, right now yeah. it's all home improvement tools. Then it'll be car tools. Yes, you, you've turned yours into a, war, uh, uh, a Home Depot. And a, yes. Yeah. yeah, I should be sponsored yeah. by DeWalt. So yeah. my, hint, oh hint. yeah, Team DeWalt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 volt max. They just came out with a ratchet. I've had the cordless impact yeah. for years and have the ratchet. I need you keep one. your DeWalt side of So I have the Milwaukee, Milwaukee ratchet, people. No, I, have, <laughs> I have both, but I have the Milwaukee ratchet. Everything else is DeWalt. Everything yeah. I have is DeWalt too, so I didn't want to buy the Milwaukee. I was waiting out DeWalt, but yeah. fun story. When I was like 14 or 15, all I wanted was a welder. My my dad was a carpenter. He wasn't a car guy, but he you know worked with his hands, and he was supportive of me. And so yeah. he went and got me a little Lincoln 110-volt or 120-whatever mm-hmm. arc welder, MIG welder. And uh, I learned how to weld, and it was great. And I did a lot of projects with it over the years. And eventually, I think it was in my freshman year of college, it was in my parents' house in a shed. And they went out there to get the wheelbarrow one day, and they said, hey, wheelbarrow's gone turns out someone stole my welder they put it in the wheelbarrow and wheeled it away that was <laughs> nice of you to give them transportation oh. so yeah. now i don't know i haven't replaced it yet it was used you know welders at work or, or whatever else but that sucks yeah, yeah. i'm i'm People not like that suck. i'm not bitter about it or anything but yeah i hope they electrocuted themselves yeah. <laughs> or welded wow. their hands. <laughs> i mean i'm not wrong you're not wrong but wow exactly <laughs> I, just I hope the wheelbarrow broke and you had to weld it on the fly. <laughs> I hope the wheelbarrow <laughs> broke and it fell in your foot. Yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> what so. skills are you looking for? Like, what do you? Want, what's the next thing you want to learn automotive? Like that you oh that you God. haven't done yet. Um, I would really like to get more comfortable with tuning. Okay. Like standalone computer tuning. There's just so much that you can do with it, and I, you know, I I know the basics of it. I could probably make something run, but I'm not really comfortable taking an expensive, high horsepower engine and claiming that I'm anywhere capable Sending of... Sending a piston through the... <laughs> yeah, no, I can do that, yeah, but I want to yeah, avoid that. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely one thing, and I, my car's on Megaskirt, which is pretty basic as far as standalone ECUs go, but when you get into, like, the Hollies or the Haltech or whatever, like, it's just amazing what people can do. Um, like, my car could... I could do launch control or, like, no lift shift, but I haven't done it yet, but, you know, it's down the road i'll play with that you'll break the stuff in the future but there's there's better ways to do it yeah yeah the other thing i'd like to to learn is tig welding like i said earlier i can i can mig weld just fine not claiming to be an expert at it or anything but when i watch these people nowadays how good they are at tig welding and and just like basically to be a little bit better of a fabricator i'd love to do to be able to do that yeah there's an art to it when you see somebody that knows how to weld mig or tig yeah it's beautiful and and it's like i don't even paint that just let me look at it i mean it's just everything's perfect and it's on top of each other yeah for sure you don't want to even cover up the welds in the exhaust when they're so absolutely not the perfect little scallops yeah oh yeah i had a Haltech e6k on my my rx7 had no idea how it worked but it was on there and somebody else tuned it (laughs) It just to put that out there it was in the car (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, yeah yeah i need i would love to learn how to tune i should it's something I should figure out how to do, but I'm too scared to do anything I own. I mean, yeah, me too, right? Well, that's the beautiful. It, it, we have friends that will gladly yeah. give us their cars, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know enough. I mean, computer-wise, I think I, I, keep, I, I think you could figure it out, and you're going, okay, figuring out, you know, where, you know, your spark is going to be and your, your advance. And it, I mean, I think I could probably look at it. I don't know if I could make something run, but I think I could. I've learned way too much by the aftermath of getting it wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. what I'm afraid fair. of. Is I learn a yeah. lot by the failure. So there has to be like, like virtual engines or things like that, where you can go online and like play with the tune and see what happens. And, you know, where you're not blunt. So if not there, right there is yeah. like, that Somebody would be kind of fun. That virtual yeah. tuner, just like yeah. design that into a video game. Right. Like, Why couldn't it be? I mean, you got to think about that with the, the games we've had. I, that could happen. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you can export your tune to your... See? Sorry, to Dan's car. It, did, it didn't blow up yeah. in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I took the tune off my Z06 and I put it in my Subaru and it didn't work. <laughs> well, the Subaru is going to blow up no matter well, what. Well, that's yeah. a different story, yeah. <laughs> I keep looking under the hood that and going, I, I can do a bigger, bigger turbo. <laughs> oh, man. When I had when I had my S2000, that was like... That, speaking of a hood that is just begging for turbos and uh-huh. superchargers, it's yeah, an S2000. Because yeah. you're like, yeah. turbocharger, supercharger, or V8. Because <laughs> it's big enough for all we'll of them. It, could you put a V8 in that car? Oh, easily. Oh, okay. It's, it's because it, they designed it to have such a perfect weight ratio. Yeah. So there's tons of room in the engine bay. Up in the front, yeah. People do an LS with a turbo in front of it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, it's wow. it's super. The the engine is like dead center. That car mm-hmm. has an incredible weight ratio, and so there's tons of room around it. I mean, you'd screw up the weight ratio. Don't get me wrong, but you could throw in like 800 horsepower. <laughs> I remember when that car came out and looking at because you were so used to popping the hoods on a Honda and seeing it going this way, and you're like, wait a minute, it goes to the back. Yeah. Like, it's a, cool it's a Honda. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. What is on your bucket list for cars? What do you want? <sighs> you see everything all the time, so I'm curious. Well, I mean, 
aside from the DB4 GT, right. I, I talk with my friend Jack all the time. We try to think about like, what do we think? You know, we look at how prices have skyrocketed. And we're like, mm. what do we think is going to be the next thing? So I, well, I'm just telling you guys that you're going to have to edit it out because I don't want the whole world to know what I'm looking for <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah. No promises. <laughs> but one thing, um, when I was a kid, there was a guy who lived nearby us, and he had a 2003 20th anniversary edition Volkswagen GTI in yellow. Mm -hmm. They had the cool, like, R32-style wheels on it, cool seats, you know, manual, and I just always wanted one of those. It was, like, brand new at the time. And compared to a lot of cars... GTIs, Mark IV GTIs are still pretty cheap. So I've got the Craigslist searches set, and I'm looking for one. And uh, it's got to be a 20th anniversary edition. It doesn't have to be yellow. I take Nagaro blue, but those are really hard to find, too. Or I forget what other colors they came in. But is it this Volkswagen that had is it the Wolfsburg package? What was the, there was yeah. a, there was a GTI that yeah, was that there's, that was like the, the anniversary edition. Then there's the 337, which was a really rare one. Okay. And yeah. Then the R32. Yeah, the R32 was the R32s first. R32s have already priced. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've gone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think the formula is relatively simple. It's whatever you thought was cool, and and then you hit your mid forties. So whatever, like um, the generation, like if you were born in the nineties, you will think well, what you thought was cool when you could drive will be something that will be built from two thousand five to two thousand twenty, and so and then when they hit forty, Chevy HHR, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chevy yeah. So when they hit forty and an SSR next to it, yeah, yeah. should get me started. Will be what's valuable, <laughs> yeah, because okay. that's what you always wanted when you were a kid, and now you have money, so you buy it. But so for like the kind of the low end, I do want to. I'm looking for a GTI, but my first car that I actually drove was a '73 Chevy Nova. So I'd like that's to get cool. some sort of old muscle car. Like I've always wanted a '67 '68 Camaro. Um, I don't know. So I got a couple things that I want. Oh man, our friends at Park Place have a resto mod '69, I think it is. It's '69 Camaro or '68, something like that, and it's done right. It's a it's a 427, and it's got it's like the the interiors all. It's a resto mod, but it doesn't have like a you know Corbo seats or anything like that. Everything looks like it's sort of period correct. The seats are all custom molded, but they still look old. The transmission shifter is a six speed, but okay. it still looks old. Oh, that's cool. The, the dash is all, I mean, it's like 150 grand. Don't be wrong, but it's, you know, massive bare brakes, upgraded suspension, because nothing handles worse than a vintage sports car. Yeah. <laughs> just roll around all the time. They're terrible. And it's just like, oh man, that's what I want to do. I'm not a purist. I want to drive something. I don't know if you saw my posts from this weekend, but I, I got to meet one of my heroes as far as a car. One of our good friends gave oh, me yeah. keys to his Z8. <laughs> Oh, oh cool. I, okay, first Great of all, cruiser. don't fit in it real well. Even <laughs> I don't. But that engine, I mean, I've driven that engine in the, in the E39 M5, but that was just an insanely comfortable, fun car. Took a little bit, but I mean, I, I'm totally happy about it. Like, it took me a while to figure out to look at, like, kept, I kept hitting the rev limiter because <laughs> I wasn't, because the, the, if you don't know, the dash is offset to the center. Yeah. And, BMW, the, the tack should be on this side and the gauge, uh, the, the speedometer should be on this side because you're looking way over for the tack, but amazing car. Like, I, you're talking about a car that went through the roof, and I mean, I, guess I was joking, I got to be James Bond for the weekend, but God, that was so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Some heroes are worth meeting. It 100% was, and I would love to meet it again, and I mean, it, it it's just a gorgeous car sitting still, and it's so fast, and you know, you talk about, but that was a, what, 2002, 2005, so... Yeah, yeah, it's all right. So, yeah. yeah. So cool. I get that. I just, but the, as far as your your Volkswagen, I think that would be kind of a neat car. To, that'd be fun. Yeah. I don't have yeah. any front wheel drive cars. I think it'd be like, it. you know, with gas prices high, it gets pretty good gas mileage and it would be fun for like autocross or whatever. I don't know. I just have always wanted one. Sure. I think they're cool. So. Sure. I still want like a Mark II, like really early on. Sure. That, I like those as well. That was those what, have already gone 80... up. 80. Early 80s. Early 80s, yeah. yeah they started okay. in 70, what, 77 was the first year of Rabbit, I think? 77, 78? I'm not I don't sure. Know. And that car would be great until somebody in a Raptor hit you. But yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Put it in the bed of the Raptor, practically. <laughs> Just take it home, yeah. 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 Okay, so as having your finger on the pulse, what have you seen out there that's coming that, you, that you're kind of looking forward to? Like, Oh, like... And just production yeah, cars production or motorsports or I mean motor anything. Yeah. Well, I I told you guys this earlier, which is why you're making fun of me, but I'll repeat it for for the <laughs> podcast. I am really excited about the Corolla GR. I think it's super cool. We actually do think it's cool for the <laughs> We were making fun of you, but no, we I was really I was excited. I was making fun of it. No, <laughs> yeah. no oh, was, you're making fun of me personally, oh, but yeah, the car it has cool. nothing to do with the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah got it. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I, do. I don't know. I just like there's nothing really else like that out there. There. I don't know the exact MSRP, but I think they should be relatively affordable. Three cylinder turbo like that's 
different. I, turbos are cool. I don't know. It's all-wheel drive, cool seats. Everything I've seen looks looks really special. I think they're going to be pretty in demand. Um, I'm sure there'll be someone trying to sell it for double MSRP a week after they come out. <laughs> That's the problem. I think because the, the, the want is there. Like you said, I've, how many people have t- wanting to put a deposit, things like that. Um, and I'm looking at what, you know, Ford has done with the Broncos and their dealerships and things like that and talking how they're, they're saying they're, they're, their dealerships aren't marking anything up. I, and they caught some dealership with a double markup, and the dealership goes, oh, it was a misprint. You literally wrote on there, <laughs> dealer markup. <laughs> like, yeah, so, I, I mean. I want a Lightning really bad. Yeah? Yeah, after looking at every video online. like Because the fact that it's an extremely practical commuter. Okay. It's massive, but it still gets a great range. It's if they can get one at MSRP, it's really not that expensive compared to any other truck. And the massive frunk, massive frunk. <laughs> so, and independent suspension, so really comfortable, good range, great for a city truck. But you don't have to give like there's enough room. I don't live in a tight city. If I live downtown Seattle, of course not, and it would get stolen a day anyway. But now that I'm at, here, how big here. are they? Full size F one fifties. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and it looks like a regular F one fifty. I think that's kind of the selling point yeah. for me. Is it doesn't look like. I mean, I like the Rivian. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a nice looking truck. But I love the fact the F one fifty just looks like an F one fifty. It's fast and it's got tons of room and it's comfortable. Okay, because we can nitpick, right? Yeah, of course. They shouldn't have called it the Lightning. No, they should have made it a performance version. I understand why it. the Lightning makes yeah. sense with the with, right. With, but, yeah, but when I think of a Lightning, I mean, I think of uh, Brian's truck yeah. from you know, the, uh, the the two door fast truck. Uh, yeah, that's what but, I wanted to see. Yeah, like, give me a dropped F one fifty. That's like a, make it all wheel drive, make it electric. That's fine, but make it a performance variant and then call it something else. I don't know. I think the first car, and I've told you this, the first car electric wise that I would I will actually want to get into. <laughs> Uh, is the Rivian R1S, the SUV the version beautiful. of the truck. I haven't seen one on the yeah. road yet. I don't I, know if they're delivering them yet. They're not. They're being, you, there's, you, there are some around town. There, is, there has been, I think, one or two in town, but they have Michigan plates. They're testing some stuff okay. with, the, with the non-dealership. But I've watched a bunch of stuff on them, and that, 100%, I could, I could see myself in that. So, I mean, I get the, I get the Lightning truck. I, I understand it from a perspective of, like, I guess what I would like to see with the Lightning truck is, that, you know, they're showing them at a job site with, you know, some guys running a saw, and I'm like, I want to give this to a real contractor, and I want to see, like, would it last the day? Like, or do you have to plug it in at the job site so that you can plug things into yeah. it kind of thing, so. Dan, does your Raptor have the uh, onboard power inverter? Not in the back. It has. It does have an onboard power inverter. It's 400 watts, but it's in the cab. Okay. And so, like, I'm going to run a line to it, and it works just fine. It actually works great. But I would love the, the, the one in the Lightning is massive. It's like, it has a, um, I forget what rating is. I think it's got 30 amp, and it's a, it'll run 220 even out of the back. Oh, it's like, like a lot of household items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't know. It's, yeah. it's meant to run like commercial sized equipment out of the back of it. I mean, it's a massive power bank. So, I like, again, like you said, <laughs> like, run on a table saw? How long is that thing going to run? I'm just, I, that's what I want to see. Like, you see the, the commercials and they're like at a job site. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that guy's an actor. I want to see, I want to see it given. Like, I think that would be the smartest thing Ford could do is give it to a bunch of contractors and see, like put it on a job site and let them beat the crap out of it. Let them, you know, I'm, I mean, if it works great, but yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people that are going to buy that truck are going to be your, you know, your weekend. I'm, I'm going to fix the gutters kind of thing. And so yeah, probably, I mean, it's not unique to that truck. Is there a place yeah, where no. I, can, I can empty a tub out and t- put ice in it? There is. Okay, good. That's, in the front. That's, that's all I'm looking for. It has a I mean, massive like cooler in the yeah, front. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's. I, I mean, what are they? Are, are they getting massive markups? I haven't even looked. Yes. Okay. Uh, a fully loaded one, like you check basically every box, is still not even 100k. There's a big difference in that, right? Like as oh, yeah. far as like I, oh, it's I like was, 55 to 95. That's what, okay, that it's because you like, get into extended range battery packs and the okay. onboard inverters. I mean, like you still have like your platinum trim levels where it's leather, everything, and you know cooling, all that, which is fine. I mean, that's not uncommon for trucks. Not, I mean, look at an F-150. They base at like 40. They sell for 120. That's you can do that now. I think so. I'd want all carbon, keep it light. I mean, if you're going to add that much weight, why not put carbon in it, right? Like going to go lightning. All the carbon package, all the stuff in your Raptor, I love. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, so, yeah. Speaking of EVs, have either of you heard of the Zero motorcycle? Oh, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. 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 Well, well yeah, I big motorcycle people. I saw one. I I wasn't sure, but I was out uh, riding with some friends last week, and a friend of a friend showed up on one, and we were going along, and he was kind of hanging out at the back of the pack, you know. I and we looked at it when he was stopped. It was really cool. All of a sudden extra lane opens up and I see him put his visor down and twist the throttle. It was like he was fast forwarding through time. Like yes. it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have you ever ridden an electric motorcycle at no, all? No, I haven't. I've, re- I've ridden a Suron. 
Okay, but yeah, the electric. I think that's something from Lord of the Rings, but I'm <laughs> close, close. close. <laughs> yeah, it, those are like the electric motorcycles. No, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Small, yeah, they're really cool. But yeah, if you ever have a chance to ride a full size bike, uh, you should. Anybody who's an enthusiast, even if like they mock the weight and everything like that, you got to think about what it's built for. It's just basically a really, really fun commuter and short trips. And oh my god, are they fun? The torque. It's just like you said. It's. It, I, I don't know that much about it, but it must have some sort of wheelie control. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They have great traction control and they need it because yeah. they will literally just burn off the tire. But when they go, they just go. It's great. I was reading an article and this is truly my only problem. The more I get into riding is the fact that like on the monkey and on my bike, I have loud pipes for a reason. And it's so people see me. And I feel like on an electric bike, more people are going to get hit because they're truly not going to see you and they're not going to hear you. Yeah, they can pump out sound. A lot of them do. Yeah. But, which they should. Nothing's but at the same good, time, Nothing right. sounds like a yeah. Harley. I'm not, you know, ripping up nasty. I don't know. So. I don't think I've, my RC51 was like loud enough to wake the dead and people still merge into me on 405 all okay. the time. But okay. I, I, and true. But I'm also saying like, I feel like that's, I love the technology. I think it'd be really cool, especially for like, I mean, off-road, like motocross kind of thing. And just, you know. And they need to be able to do a rapid recharge. That's the thing with off-road bikes is because when you're off-road with them and it's fun, you're, the range becomes so short because you're just railing the throttle all the time. And then it's like 30 miles later, you're done. I just want to get on a bike mm-hmm. path so some Karen can yell at me. You can't be on here with a motorcycle. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whis- whispers on by. Sorry, I can't hear you. I'm saving the environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me do this more smugly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so. That's funny. Are you a motorcycle enthusiast too then? Yeah, I like motorcycles. Grew up, started with dirt bikes. Um, my current thing right now, me and my friends love riding scooters, like 49cc two-stroke scooters, <laughs> which I fully appreciate how silly it is for a grown man to talk about his love of scooters, but it's they're just fun. They you, are do you know us? Fun. We have Honda monkeys. I know you and do. Yeah. Keyboards. I know and you do, but, but yeah. just so you know, people are making fun of you guys, too, for oh, that. Oh, we know. So, yeah. <laughs> we make fun of each other. Yeah. That's okay. I was on, uh, this weekend, I was online, and, and I know it, it's a stupid thing, and I did find one. I did not buy it, but you know Bugatti is making an electric scooter. Oh, I know. Now. Oh, Costco Co- has those. Sold, yeah. They're sold out. I called. I, I, I have to I, nitpick that statement. I don't think Bugatti is making the electric scooter. Well, okay. No. Bugatti put their name on it, apparently. Someone put Bugatti's name on well, it. Well, you would think. That, I, I don't know if they'd be able to. They, they have to have something. Yeah, they've got a license. They, they've yeah. got some licensing, but. Just a rebranded segue thousand bucks, but I'm like, oh. It's got to be God. like a rebranded segue. That's not a need. No, it, it's a, it is a rebranded Segway, but um, supposedly that Bugatti, there, there's bigger engines in it, and or bigger motors. Um, yeah, like that, I mean, so. But the taillight shines the, the EB Bugatti behind you. I mean, I don't. Know. <laughs> so. Have you seen the 010 scooters? Uh-huh. Yeah. You can get dual hub drive scooters. Are those the ones with the suspension? Yeah. Yeah. And they do like 70. I have seen Noel <laughs> going absolutely crazy down the street <laughs> on those. kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know there are a group of people right now, and I don't know where they are, and I hate to say this, but I'm following them on TikTok. They are going from Canada to Mexico on one wheels. Oh my God! They have they have about they've got a van that's following them. They've got about seven or eight one wheels that charge, and they are one wheeling it all the way from Canada. You think it'd be easier to modify them to do swappable batteries? I don't know, but I rode your one wheel for like thirty minutes and couldn't walk for a day. Yeah, so yes. I don't know how they're somebody, hard. Like, yes, no way. They're a lot of fun. And when but you crash on those, those are ooh. it hurts. Yeah, yeah, I know. Trust so, me. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never struck me as a long distance. No, vehicle. I don't. I, yeah. I really don't get. The, I mean, I I love the electric scooter stuff. I love um, your your Super seventy three was such a great bike. That was such a cool bike. Well, so. they're making an electric road bike. Yeah, I already put my deposit. Oh, out. did you? Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, okay. and it's it's a refundable like hundred dollar deposit to get on the list. But I did it like the second. I I saw the mail because I want to see what's coming up because what they think they're trying to target is a is a commuter bike mm-hmm. and I don't actually want an electric motorcycle for long rides it's I, I just don't I, I want a, if I'm going to go for a long ride I want a dual sport that's just where I'm at and yeah. so if but if I'm going to go if I can if it'll go 30 miles one way and being hard on it that's enough because that'll get me to the office where I can charge for five cents and, and it'll fill it in tw- 10 minutes sure and so if I can do that like that's perfect because they're building a smaller bike Okay. And I keep me thinking, like, people give us crap all the time until they ride it with us. And that's riding the monkeys and the groms is the most fun I've ever had on a motorcycle. Of yeah. all the motorcycles I've had, I'll take the subcompact thing that's too small for me because I laugh the entire time I'm riding it. That's how I feel about the scooters. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, that. Yeah. Just, I don't care. Like, laugh at me all you want. I have more fun than you. So, whatever. And so, when they... <laughs> when <laughs> I paid $5 to go 150 miles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, for yeah. my one tank of gas. And yeah. So if they're going to do that with an electric motorcycle, actual license plate bike, and it'll have a you know just enough range to get me to and from working around town, great. That's yeah. way more fun to have something tiny that I can just put around in because it's so much more maneuverable. 
It's just fun. There's so many jokes there. Okay. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back a little bit. I want to talk about this new job of what you're doing with Haggerty. Yeah, I want to talk about sure. what's happening there. And, and I mean, if, if existing <coughs> Haggerty members, if that's something that's going to be coming to them, or can you kind of explain the program to us? I know it's new, but. Yeah. Um, so like I kind of mentioned earlier, Radius by invitation community okay. for some of the most passionate and influential people in the car hobby. So um, the idea is basically that we're, we're trying to curate this group of people to, uh, you know, have access to really cool events or if you need any sort of help with uh, automotive resources or travel or shipping or uh, anything like Basically, it, it's your all-access pass to all of Haggerty's combined resources, if that makes sense. But is there is there actually like a concierge service built into that too with the invitation? Like you were saying with transportation, like yeah, if so you're not, a Haggerty menu. Yeah, <laughs> not not necessarily. I wouldn't. When people say concierge, you think of like you know you call Centurion, you're like, hey, I need you to plan a trip to wherever. Like I'm I'm not necessarily saying that we will do everything like white glove like that, but if you need something, we'll help you get it. You're going to know the right people. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and not, not even me personally, but just like I said, all of Haggerty's combined experience, the data that they have behind the market and, and sales and everything else, like you've access to everything. You're, you're yeah. supported by them. That's incredible. I think that's going to be so neat. I think that. Oh, there's just... definitely an audience with Haggerty. Of I course. Mean, all the private I mean... collections and those people, I mean, and it's just, it, do the members get to connect with each other as yeah. well? Because so, that's a big deal, too. Because, like, when you have a collection like that, no matter how how generous you want to be, you don't really want all of that out there for the world to see. It's yeah. just too much money. It's like opening the bank vault and saying, hey, don't take anything. You don't do that. Yeah. And so it's cool that those members have a way to connect. Because yeah, then I, it gives you people who will have the same interest as you to really connect in a way that it's a little less concerning to them <laughs> that's what's kind of emphasizing the community aspect yeah. of it it really is about you know building this community cool which is important and like you said you know if somebody's going to be in your collection they're not going to take from yours if they have one too so. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll help you add to it if you have exactly. cool exactly like, and hey. so um so far we've like i said we've been kind of with a, a smaller group of trial founding members and so we've put on a few events uh in 2021 and 2022 we're planning stuff for car week with them and That'll really ramp up in 2023 with the full launch. Very cool. cool. What do the events look like? Like, name, tell us about an event that's already so, happened. So, like one uh, they did at Pebble Beach last year, which I was not working for them then, but was at the event just because this conversation was ongoing. But right. it's called Tastemakers, and it was a really intimate gathering with Christian von Koenigsegg talking about uh, the latest cars that they had made and and were going to be making in the near future. And so it was probably like 60 people and Christian, and it was just like super cool. They had probably Jealous. six, six <laughs> Koenigseggs in the driveway. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the models because they're <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, yeah, sounds I'm not familiar with in there. But Yesco's, Regera, uh, a, CCX. A, there was a Yesco, yeah. and there was, a, was it Roger or Roger? Roger. I think it's Roger. Roger. I know the car. I don't know how to yeah. say That's, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm letting, letting That's Nick okay. butcher Fair it. Fair enough. But um, <laughs> so it's really cool. <laughs> I mean, Christian's at a lot of events and likes to talk to people, yeah. but there's always a thousand people trying to talk to him. So it was really cool just to be able to go up and like talk to him one-on-one -on -one like a normal dude. I met Christian von Koenigsegg down in Monterey. They were pulling a car off a trailer, and he was driving across the parking lot, and literally was driving across the parking lot, and I started talking to him. He's like, jump in. That was the first time I was ever in a Koenigsegg, and I drove across the parking lot with him and had probably a 15-second conversa conversation. Kindest, nicest man you'll ever meet. So intelligent. Because not only is it his own intelligence, but he knows when he goes, I, he's not afraid to go, I don't know that. And, I mean, the technology that's about to come out of Koenigsegg with that, that new four-seater and all that. And, yes, they and, had and, one. And, and, and their new... Um, so beautiful. Uh, yeah. uh, Jamera. Jamera is the new four-seater. Four but the new their, their, their electric drive, with their, which is going to be going out, they're working with other partners, um, is incredible. He's, you know, and yeah. if you don't know, go on YouTube. They're building a whole big new factory to build their motors and their cars and stuff like that. The amount of technology that they have pioneered in-house with such a small team yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. But I think that's why it works, because he can still walk out of his office and walk into his, the tech guy yeah. right next door and go, what are we doing? How's, make me understand this. And so yeah. it's incredible. That's incredible. But that sounds like it would be amazing. Well, not only that, isn't it? It puts, puts Christian right in front of the people that are actually the market for his cars. Not just enthusiasts, but people that actually can be like, write the check. Yeah. Which so, I don't know if Christian, I mean, I'm sure Christian wants to have a successful business, but I think he just likes talking to people who oh, are yeah, stoked sure. about his cars. Yeah. He's yeah. never done it about that. He, money. no. 
fun fact about that event. He that was uh, 2021, and Pebble, or sorry, COVID restrictions were getting tightened again right at that time, and so he was the only person from his company flew over from Europe to come do this. He landed at SFO. We had a car waiting for him. Drove straight down to Monterey, and he went straight to the house, went upstairs and showered, and then came down and did the event. Took him forever to do his hair. <laughs> Naturally, a lot of people were yeah for. Yeah. Pulling pulling their hair out if sure. they had any yeah. waiting for him, but it, it all it all worked out and it was just really cool. So that's kind of the the type of event that we like to do. And then the other part of it is like, um, you know, extra access at other pu- public facing car events like the hospitality suite at Amelia or Pebble or stuff like that. Sure, that's well, that's awesome. awesome, absolutely <laughs> awesome. Like I mean, as you know, and and I can't imagine you know getting something like an invitation like that because I know the, the the hospitality and the care I get with Haggerty just being a, a normal member if there is anything such as a normal member with Haggerty right. but I'm a normie there. well but <laughs> I'm saying like I, I feel like you everybody is is, is special it doesn't matter if you have a, a you know a, a piece of shit you know Chevrolet to you know or or Ford. a Ferrari GTO or whatever <laughs> no what I'm saying like if if they're insuring your car, it's just as important as the guy next to you who's they're insuring their car who's got a hundred million dollars. I mean, it's it's the care is there, which I like. Yeah, so, always, yeah, that's true as well. We should we should have had them as sponsors. We totally. Oh should. yeah, we should have done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite things is when people would come up to us and recite the commercials back to us. I know it was always great. So yeah, yeah. actually send us two more commercials. Yeah, we'll play for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. So <laughs> you miss our commercials? I do. I do. I do. I, do. I don't know if I could recite them anymore. It's been a while since I heard them. So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, Evan, we're about that time. I think. Um, cool. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for yeah. being on the show. Yeah, it's been really great chatting with you guys. Yeah, really enjoyed thanks it. Thanks for br- letting your handler bring you. It's you know, yes. it's good. You know, so. well, I'm glad you you had snacks for her. that's. Well, I, did. I yeah. mean, she, she got so hangry. Yeah. No. We have cake. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need to get together and ride our uh, tiny motorcycles around. Absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. I gotta uh, warn you though, one of my scooters is pretty hopped up. So well, it's okay. Be a race. I have yeah. to warn you, my monkey's a little hopped up. <laughs> okay, so it's the guy driving it. So yeah, excellent. Well. Thank you as always. Yeah, um, I was going to say thanks again to the, the crew at Motofish for having us, Greg. And the, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a great spot to be able to come to. We will be here more often and working with them more, so you guys will see more of this place. I was actually going to bring in the truck and like park it behind and have the truck right here, but it's filthy and I didn't want to mess up their floor. Yep. So I decided not to do that. <laughs> I Very can't wait till they listen idea. to this and they figure out we hid that one thing. But, yeah. You know, it's whatever. So. <laughs> we ate all their oranges. <sighs> Tempting. So tempting. So tempting. There's an inside joke so, yeah, there. Yeah, Sorry, audience. Yeah. All right. Uh, Evan, how do people get a hold of you if they want to, if, if they're in your uh, your bracket and uh, they want to get a hold of you? Because I know a lot of Avance members are. I'm sure there's other people listening to this. Easiest way is probably just evan.zemo on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Z E M A. Yeah, Z E M A. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like the drink, but it's spelled different. Yeah. Sounds like the drink. Less. Yeah. I can't remember, the, I can't remember the, the quote from the Green Mile. Same as the drink, but spelled different. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Anyway. Cool. Excellent. All right. Well, for this episode of the Rain... Or, sorry, ooh. ooh. Oh, that is the first time I've almost done That's that. the first time. <laughs> All right. For this episode of the Avance Podcast. That's correct. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. That is the first time I've almost screwed that up.